Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NOYC Godcast, where we bring you wacky wisdom from God's Word. In today's episode, we will be continuing our series on the promises of God. So, when this month's topic was first announced, I definitely had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. But as it got closer to the time for me to sit down and write the episode, I was moved to scrap my original idea and go with what I have today. I've been there many, many times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I read that there are 8,810 promises from God in the Bible. The first promise that I can think of is in Genesis 2.17, where God tells Adam that he eats from the, if he eats from the tree of knowledge of, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that he will surely die. This may sound like a threat more than a promise, but a threat is a promise of some sort of harm. So a threat and a promise is essentially the same thing, except a threat involves some sort of harm. And the harm was, if Adam ate from the tree, he would die. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, God promised Adam that if he eats from the tree, from the forbidden tree, that he would die. Oops. Nope. Got it. I got it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like all of God's promises, this promise came true. Mm-hmm. Now, the promise that I want to dive into today is what I've come to think of perhaps the most important promise that God makes in the Bible. And the promise wasn't even made to mankind. Mm-hmm. This promise happens after Adam and Eve have disobeyed God by eating the fruit that God told them not to eat. In Genesis 3.15, God says to Satan, and I put an enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Mm -hmm. This is a promise from God to Satan that an offspring of Eve would bruise Satan's head. Mm -hmm. The offspring of Eve that God is referring to is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Almost from the very beginning, God promised to Satan that he will be defeated. Maybe because I've been really locked into Genesis lately with mm-hmm. LifeWise and scripture readings from our church, yeah. but I personally never looked at this verse this way up until recently. Yeah. Like before, I was just like, oh, someone's going to smack Satan in the head, <laughs> and that's going to be that. Someone you know? who shall not be named, apparently. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, well, God's going to send somebody, but I, it never <laughs> dawned on me like it was actually Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay? So in Genesis 3.15, we found we found out that a Savior is coming and that Savior would defeat Satan because that was God's promise to Satan. Mm-hmm. Now, some people may look at it as a threat, but as we just discussed, a threat and a promise is the same thing. It's just that a threat implies some sort of harm. Mm-hmm. In this case, the harm being uh, the offspring of Eve would uh, smite Satan's head. Mm-hmm. So, throughout the Old Testament, from Noah to Abraham to Jacob to Judah to David, and along the way, people who knew the Old Testament wondered could this be him? Could this be the person that God promised would come and crush the serpent? And each time, the people were painfully disappointed. Mm-hmm. 
The thing is that just because the people were disappointed, it didn't mean that God's promise failed. God is never late. We're just impatient. Mm -hmm. Think about this. All throughout the Old Testament, the people waited for the serpent crusher to arrive, yet God didn't fulfill his promise until thousands of years later when the promise and when the promise was fulfilled, it changed the world. Wasn't that the I don't know if we've discussed it this week. I know we've talked about it before, but it's like the whole thing of when God gives us answers, it's either yes, no, or wait. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of times we assume that it's a no when we're actually in the waiting process. Yes. Like, yes. oh, this is, it's obviously not going to happen. It's not going to happen when in all reality, he's like, just wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Give me a second. I'm cooking over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we tend to rush God. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that, that rush leads to doubt and then doubt to disbelief. Yep. And it, it seems like um, as they were waiting, you know, for that promise to be fulfilled, Things just seem to get worse and worse and worse, right? Right, yeah. It went from being captive by uh, Babylon mm-hmm. to uh, to the Persians, to the Greeks, mm-hmm. and now they're in, like, they're forced to, like, rulers. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. And yeah. it's like, how can things get any worse? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right, they're like, yeah. something has to give, but yeah. things get darker, and that's, like, a, a promise for us today. We know the how the ending of the book is. You know, we know right, the ending yeah. of the story, but things just seem to get worse and yep. worse and worse, right? Exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. I read something on social media. Someone's complaining about something, and their last comment was like, "What is the world coming to?" And then I snuck in there and said, "Exactly what Jesus said it would come to. Like, like this should be no surprise to nobody, because this is what was said was going to happen." Yep. Okay. So think about this. All throughout the Old Testament, the people waited for the serpent crusher to arrive, yet God didn't fulfill. His promise until thousands of years later. And when the promise was fulfilled, it changed the world. Mm-hmm. I just read that, but that's okay. Right. It was so nice yeah. you guys say it twice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the odd thing about this promise is that Satan and his demons knew what was going on, and the very people that Jesus came to save denied the promise. Mm-hmm. So, like the person who the promise is against, they're like, This is it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, buckle up, it's yep. about to go down. Yep. And the other people were like, Nope, this not isn't him. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he's not him, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I found that to be uh, an interesting thing about the promise. So we as humans often deny the promises of God because it conflicts with our worldly lives. Mm-hmm. So we may look at the Bible and read the promises of God, but sometimes we have a hard time recognizing when the promise comes because we're so caught up. Yep. In our worldly lives. Yep. Okay. No one was expecting a baby. Exactly. Nothing, nobody yeah. expected. It. Actually, I think it was actually said that they thought it was going to just be a grown like, like a Goliath man. Yes. Into yeah. This yeah. And it wasn't. It was a baby. And then, as soon as he got to the point in, uh, throughout the Bible, he was just like an average man. Like you know, what I mean? like as far as looks, as far as like yeah. like skill set. Without God, like he was just. Like average, like right. you would have looked right past him in a crowd, basically. Yeah, and that's not the person they thought Wait, even would the, do the, it. The Bible said that Jesus wasn't necessarily a handsome. Yeah, no, man. just very like, like honest, like really would not have noticed him in a crowd. Never. Right. Yeah. Been like that's the weird guy named Jeff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like that's the person that God wanted for his. It wasn't somebody mighty. Right. It wasn't somebody that was you know huge and like able to just do it on his own. 
he still needed God because even though he was 100% man, 100% God, he still had God in him to do the things that he was supposed to do. And so I think that's the thing is like, we're always looking for the big thing. We're looking for the thing that's going to be this amazing. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense that that's from God. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's the guy. That's the thing. When most of the time, that's not it. You need the thing next to him. You need the bread (laughs) next to him. (laughs) Well, even like the name Jesus was a common name, right? Like Mm -hmm. Joshua, Jesus, and even like, I think in the book of Acts, there was like someone named Bar Jesus. So Mm -hmm. it was a common name. So there was nothing... Like, if you look at the meaning, it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Even now, it means a lot to us. But back then, like you said, it just wouldn't have, it w- wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have set off any red it flags for It wouldn't have right. stood yeah. out, mm-hmm. you know, unless you were paying attention to, like, what the Bible said. You know? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They weren't. I, I remember in uh, LifeWise, I asked the students, like, you know, you know the Savior is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you, like, like, you know, block off what you know Jesus looked like today, mm-hmm. but what would you think he would look like? And they were like, in gold armor mm-hmm. on like a big horse and two swords and a shield. Yep. And my question was, how can you use two swords and a shield at the same time? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You're like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But the, like like you guys said, like the whole point is, is that he was very ordinary in appearance, mm-hmm. but uh, much more than that yeah. in actuality. When Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he surely recognized that Jesus was the one to deliver on God's promise. Because in the past, Satan tempted a lot of people who the world thought was the Messiah. And then Mm -hmm. Satan shows up, tempts them, and then they stumble. And it's, oh, it's not you, you know? So uh, you can only imagine, like, Satan's response, like, he tempts Jesus, and Jesus is like, nope, I'm yeah. good. What, with and my stuff? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Like, 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 you're going to tempt me with the stuff that is my father's. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you listen to me, you can drive your car. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'm sure even Satan just kind of was like, oh, yeah, we, we might need to, yeah. you know. Buckle up here, okay? So, after failing to have Jesus surrender to temptation, Satan knew it was game over for him. Mm-hmm. When Jesus would cast out evil spirits, the evil spirits knew who he was and what that meant for them, okay? Because several times he cast them out and they're like, oh, it's you. Did you come to destroy me? Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, I believe several times Jesus was like, shh, like, don't mm-hmm. keep down the low. Yeah. You, you know? Yep. So when Jesus would cast out evil spirits, the evil spirits knew who he was and what it meant mm-hmm. for them. There's a lot of good stuff in here to repeat. So mm-hmm. in the end, God's promise came true and Jesus defeated Satan just as God promised that he would. Yeah. I think that's what's really important. That's something that you need to remember is that satan is not on the same level as god but he is definitely way more in tune with things than us yeah and so i think a lot of times we're like oh we can handle this you can't handle satan on your own because he is above you in being able to know all the spiritual things he believe he knows jesus's power way more than our, than we do right he understands it just like you said earlier with the whole thing of they were like oh this is it this is the end we know this is jesus we know this is the one that's going to do it and we're all like this guy's just a baby <laughs> you know what I mean? like, <laughs> exactly, like yeah. he knew from that moment that 
that's this is downhill this is downhill but we're all like waiting for it and so i think that's what we have to understand is that satan while he does not have the same power as god he is not like on the same level as us right (laughs) and so that's why we need god to be able to fight him off on things because we can't we can't understand the things that satan even understands right I was thinking about a while back we seen a, a movie about the Pilgrim's Progress mm-hmm. and um, Christian was attempting to fight mm-hmm. Satan on his mm-hmm. own and he just got mollywopped, you know. He yep. just, he, but that's what we try to do. We mm-hmm. try to take him on. Um, I've heard this before and I think even our pastor said it before. Like um, I can, what is that? I take the gates of hell with a, like a water gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, you know, even if I had like, I don't uh, have enough squirt guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like we are called, the, we are called to be on the offensive, right? Yes. Like, but we're not called to do it in our own. Means. No, no. Cause because we can't. That's yeah. Pride goes before the fall. Yeah. So often do we fall? Yep. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that, uh, in a world of you can do it and, you know, just do it and me, 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 and have faith in yourself, I it, it leads to that mm-hmm. mentality. Like, you may even recognize, like, oh, this is Satan, you know, coming after me, but I can do it because yeah. the world tells me I can do it. Yep. Well, yep. the you can do it on your own is one of Satan's lies. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, I'm going to convince you that you can beat me on your own because if you bring God, I'm going to lose. So first I need to convince you Mm -hmm. to come by yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? And then that way I can get you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's that's the way Satan rolls. He's crafty. He's very crafty. Unfortunately, he is. So today's considerable quote is, when we look upon the cross today, we don't see an instrument of torture and death we see the supreme demonstration of God's love. We see the lengths to which God will go to to save the world. And that is by Brian Zahand. Zand, probably. Just say it with confidence. Yeah, just Zand. It's Brian like when you say Zand. it's like when you say Bible names, sometimes you just gotta say it and then yeah. not look back. Yeah. <laughs> and so it comes up again and you're like, yeah. what did I say last yeah. time? <laughs> no, you just say it with confidence again, <laughs> wrongly. <laughs> Then that gets confused because, like, wait, who are we talking about here? Because I've named this guy three different Listen, things. Listen, I've done that. I've done that several times. I just blame it on my Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I don't we, know how to say it. That's that. how we say it in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you can we it. say it three different ways in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, today's featured content is God is in This Story by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave. So, last week's trivia was. Which of Noah's children was an ancestor to Abraham? Was it Ham, Shem, Japheth? Okay, only three choices. Well, there was, there was the four. Well, it was Methuselah, but Methuselah is not one of his kids. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> Don't get that confused. <laughs> so the answer, of course, of course, is, drumroll, please, B, Shem. Mm. Can we also just talk about Ham, Shem, and Japheth? Like, like, what is going on here? What is the sh- Japheth going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, whenever I think of the, the, the three sons of Noah, I think of the three stooges. I don't know why. <laughs> probably, like, it's probably close. I mean, it could be. Because one of them name is Shem, like, like one of the standby guys, which, and it just kind of mm. stuck with me. So, today's trivia: Who did God? make a promise to that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. Was it Levi, Zodak, 
Philemon or Simeon? Mm. Tune in next week for the correct answer. No birthdays. Okay, well, <laughs> if it's your birthday this week, happy, happy birthday. birthday. You know who you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, that's sad. <laughs> God knows who you are. Callan. That's all that matters. Callan's is on Monday. This is tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happy birthday, Callan. Happy birthday, Callan. And Everyone else, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have you just in my Rolodex. You know who birthday. you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um, Melissa's daughter. Mm, Cassie. Uh, Cassie. Mm-hmm. I think her birthday is this week as well. Happy birthday, Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> if, just, it is, if it is your birthday. Sorry, your birthday's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's not lame. It's just. No mail, I would assume. Yeah. No mail. Mm. Sad faces. Tears. Tears, tears, tears. I guess registration. Yeah, oh, yeah, registration for camp. Yeah, yeah, are they pouring, pouring in? in. So, so get in there, people, yeah. or else you won't come. Or what was that I said that would happen to them? It's nothing bad. I don't remember. Oh, they. W- oh, we would incinerate them. Yeah. But then we couldn't afford an incinerator, incinerate. so. Yeah, yeah. Sad. It's, it's got dark. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? What did I agree <laughs> Now I'm accomplice. Yeah. <laughs> now you're you aware. Yeah. <laughs> so if you smell something burning the first day of camp. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about, don't worry about it. it. But yes, I'm camp registration, as they said, they're pouring in. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and oh. If it feels oh, is that the like birthdays? We were stalling. It's because we were. Because <laughs> happy birthday, <laughs> Kaylin Hines, Beckett Bates, TJ Morrissey, Michaela Faust? Pafost. Pafost? I think it's Pafost. So sure. Okay. Cassandra Rosenberg and Zayden Kraft. Happy birthday, guys. Golf clap. <laughs> yes. So we don't have any mail this week. No Chuck, where are you at? Yeah, actually, I just saw him this morning. Uh, did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess you didn't remind him. He gave me a hug. I guess that's mail. Yeah, <laughs> mail hug. <laughs> so, guys, um, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like. What else do you do? Comment. Share. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Great. Bye. Bye.